Alright, let's go. Daf Yud Bet, one twelve Sanhedrin, and we're going to be picking up uh, five lines from the bottom. One, two, three, four, five, whatever. Four, five, six, seven lines in. Eatmar, and uh, the topic today is going to be trying to the first first Amud. It's split into two Amudim. The first Amud are like a lot of different investigations as to what is actually the property of Irani Dachat. So we're, we finished the Agata toast, that was, that was fun while it lasted. Um, but we're getting now back into like classic Gemara, and here we're going to be talking about um, different sides to like what, what is concluded in the property. So let's say you have an animal that's partly owned by Irani Dachat and partly owned by another a bordering town that's not the Irani Dachat, it's not the, the, the idolatrous town. So do you consider it part of their property or not? That's a question. Um, um, another one is uh, is what if a, uh, an evil person, an evildoer, has property um, that they're lending to someone outside of Irani Dachat? Is that is that included in Irani Dachat or not? Those kind of questions are going to be uh, asked. And then the next Amud is going to be basically trying to um, decipher uh, Brita that's on the top of the page and working through that. That's kind of um, and it's connected to Irani Dachat, but there are all like subtopics there. So but, it's, but it's all, I mean, like, just from what you described, these are really important principles, right? Because what it really speaks to is what do you do when the punishment of an evildoer spills over to punish an innocent? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, fundamentally, that's what it's talking about. Right? You, you, the the, the Ionidachat gave up its livestock. Why should the righteous person who, for whatever reason, was sharing ownership with that ox, now, is he going to... Is he going to... Yeah. Uh, suffer, and if you say no, he doesn't suffer, and you say the 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 the, the, the valuable thing isn't lost, then evildoers can inoculate themselves against lock of loss of property while always making sure they have a partner who's a righteous yeah. person. Yeah. Right. So what what do you do? Yeah. Sign to get in your wife's name, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that's like a deeper layer, a more like superficial layer, is trying to understand who what 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 definition of ownership is. That's kind of like that, but it, th- that's like a, those ramifications from that, yeah. right? But a lot of it's going to be around like trying to figure out. Um, and there's another question that's going to be asked. We're going to get to is like, let's say, how does this work with the ear? Uh, we'll get to that question in a moment. All right, let's jump in here. So we're this the first piece though that we're doing is, is from the previous discussion. It's not really connected to um, ear any flaws of ear any dacha per se. It's connected to just like um, how the lamb was disseminated amongst the tribes um, and. There, the question is, can one... There were a lot of towns in Eretz Yisrael when they came in the time of Yeshua. And the, each, each, each tribe had their own piece of the land. But there were, maybe there were towns that were in between different, different sections that they were allotted. Can one town be allotted to two, uh, to two different tribes? That's going to be the discussion here. Um, and they're going to try to bring a proof that it can or can't from our, from our Mishnah. So, Itmar, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar. Cholkin, Irachad, Shnei So he says, yes. You have one town; it can be split into two shvatim. Two shvatim can can own can own it can be part, co-partners of that town. So every 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 city has to have its own shevet. So Rabbi Yochanan brought a brought a etive. He brings a uh, 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 he, he uh, tried to contradict Rishlakish from a Tanaitic source. Whenever you say etive or metive, it's from a Tanaitic source. If you say matkiv, it's usually from a Sfara. So it's a good good code word. Um, same thing as like Tanan and Tanya. Tanan is usually a, a Mishnah. Tanya is a Brita. 
just a good introdu another introductory words. Although we're going to see a, a, a tanan here that's actually a bright tip, but it's like an exception. All right. Um, so um, it says in our in our Mishnah that you you can't. Okay. Um, so it says in our Brita that you don't you don't obligate them until the medicheha uh, are from the same from the same town and the same shevet. So um, so if these this idolatrous town has to be there's we we talked this idolatrous city has to town city sorry has to be of. Um, the same, they also be from the same town and the same same tribe. That's what it says in the Mishnah. So he says, My love, I forgot the Midichem Otai ear, Iika Meltoshevet in Ilolo, Shmamina Hokin, Irachala Beshatim. So if there's an, there, is there an option that they could be from two Shvatim in the same town? It says you have to be in the same town. You could have just said the same town. And if, if the law was that uh, one town, one Shevet per town, that would be enough to say from the same Shevet. The fact that they have to say the same town and the same tribe. From here, we understand that it could be the same town and two different tribes, and that's that's his proof. That's uh, Rabbi Yochanan's proof that Hokim um, Irachalish uh, Neishotim. The Reish Lakish says no. So it, there could be have a situation where you have the same town and two different Shvatim have a claim on it, but it, but it's not it's not because we we were we in two separate Shvatim can can co-own the same town. That's not the situation. You could have, you could have a situation where two are in the same town, but what could be the situation? It's not in a categorical thing. Rather, Amar in lo denaflale denaflale birusha inami deavu nelebe matana. So you could have a situation where somebody uh, married um, a woman who owned property in that town, and and therefore from another shevet would would have a stake in that town. But that's because you you categorically two te- two two tribes can have ownership over that same town. Rather, one tribe per ta- per town. Per city, actually, here uh, is a city, I guess. Um, two, tri- one tribe per city, um, and you could have a situation where you have to say, uh, you could have a situation where another tribe would have some sort of claim over a city, but not categorically. Rather, they could have inherited through some sort of Yerusha from getting married or something like that, but it wouldn't be like a categorical thing. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, but that Yerusha anyway would, the uh, Yovel would go back to yeah, the original yeah, tribe, so yeah. it's a temporary. Yeah, election. I guess so. Yeah, right. yeah, but but they're talking about like in the now, yeah. in the now. So saying. Um, any yeah, is that, that clear? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of clear to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, uh, or they, they received it in a matana, but it's not that two two like not like full tribes can have ownership over over some other town. So um, so Rabbi Yochanan is going to come back and try to bring another uh, uh, Tanaitic source to support his claim that two shvatim can have ownership over one town. Um, it says Arim. It says in Yeshua, Arim Chamo Shnei Shvatim Ela. It says nine hundred. Okay, so it says in the. It says in Yeshua like this. I'll read it to you. Ve'et a'ein ve'et migrashavet yutav et migrashavet be'et shemesh et migrashav Arim Chamo Chamo Shnei Shvatim Ela. So these says in the in the in Yeshua says these two these two tribes shared nine. Um, Shared these nine um, nine cities, so from here, um, Rabbi Yochanan wants to assert. Well, okay, we can say both of them each have four cities, 
But to say they had nine, from here we understand that there must be a, a city that both of them shared, to the two Shvatim shared. That's what he wants to say. He brings a source to say that two Shvatim can share, can, two tribes can share one town. Erim So here is a proof. Four, each one had four and a half, so they, two tribes can share one town. No. So it says nine, but really one had five and one had four. So they said, well, if it was, so the answer is going to be, if, if, it's, if there really was five and four, they should have explicated like which, who had what. Why did they have to say nine? Why did they just say nine in, in the Tanakh? Should have explicated. The fact they didn't explicate it seems like it's a good proof to Rabbi Yochanan. So that's what they're going to say. Kasha. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, the fact that it said nine, it didn't explicate who had what. So it seems like it's a good proof. So that's kind of like the end of the topic. The bottom line is that two two tribes can can have co ownership over one one city. That's interesting because okay. I think when the when we conquered Yerushalayim, it was Yehuda Binyamin who they say that they didn't conquer it because they each. It, it, it was why conquer it if each of us will have to share it. It was only when they both got up together to take it that they were able to conquer it. And we learned from that you know, that it wasn't about the possession of a town; it had to do with um, cooperation, cooperativity. Mm-hmm. I learned it in that context. But I'm just wondering because maybe that had something <coughs> to do with this. Because at that time, before they both got together, they were holding like race lockies, and they were holding the grubby. nobody would nobody would um, would go up to fight to conquer Yerushalayim to get it because they'd have to share it. It was only because it, it's like, what's the point? Psychologically like, it, or halakhically? No, yeah. psychologically. It's, it, and it's, then it's only when they got together and said, you know what, it's for Am Yisrael, mm-hmm. that they were actually had the schuss of, con- of reconquering Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. And they went up together. But I'm wondering. Yeah. Now you could say, I mean, that's the machlokit between them. Like, you know, there's a danger in having <clears throat> two tribes, you know, own one town. It could be in, interfighting, you know? So if maybe that's the two sides, Rabbi Yochanan's not so not as concerned about that. He believes people may be able to get along. Uh, but on the, on the, but it's also interesting on the opposite that uh, it would become more difficult for it to be declared ir nidachat if there's two shvatim in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So interestingly, we're better off having. Well, it doesn't. That's the thing. If there is two shvatim, the city has to be off. That's uh, that's what the Mishnah said. Shevra. Uh, so it says, uh, So, right. yeah. So, so if there's two shvatim, that wouldn't be any dachat. Right. right. So, so interestingly, when the cities are shared, it again to use the same word, it inoculates it from being yeah. il nidachat, mm-hmm. which I would assume we hope that we don't end up with il nidachat. Mm-hmm. So it's actually there's a, it's kind of the same. There's a positive aspect to the mm-hmm. tribe sharing mm-hmm. the cities. On one hand, on the other hand, it's uh, what you said mentioned before that they get off, they get off the hook. Right. They get off. So the maybe those are the two sides of the machlok. That's, an, that's now, another layer to understand. All right, let's now. keep. Going. Let's get it's good. Okay. Um, so here's another question. So we talked about irani dachat. Nidachat is like the passive. It's someone who was led astray, a city that was led astray. So what about a city themselves that led themselves astray? Meaning, like usually, it's you have someone enticing or leading the city to Abu Dazara, and they were kind of passively drawn into it. That's like the simple reading. So what about a city that? Um, Themselves, they were actively all serving Abu Dazra. So it's Ibailahu, Utchumi Alehen, Mahu. Those who weren't led to it, but rather they actively all served idols. What would what would their law be? Would they be considered in the category of Irani Dachat or not? 
So it says, Vayadichu Amar Achmana, Veloshu Tchum Elehem. So it says, Vayadichu, somebody caused them to be, uh, go after Abu Razara, and not that they went after Abu Razara on their own. Or Dilma, Afiluhu Tchum Elehem, or possibly even those who go on their own. It's like, it's like it's not, conceptually, I'm trying to understand this. Like, why would. Well, I, I would think like if someone was led to Abu Dazara and their, their city is destroyed, even the more so somebody who who led themselves to Abu Dazara. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it's like a question. You know. Yeah, but there are leniencies for nearing Dachas as opposed to doing it on your own. Right? If you do it on your own, oh, it's worse punishment. But there's there are leniencies in that too. Okay. So if okay, good. So if you're doing it on your own, then you're uh, then there's strafa. So that's that's worse. So yeah. So those who are led to Abu Dazara, they're 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 but their whole, yeah, okay, all right. Let's keep going. All right. So back to the question: someone who was led to uh, someone who who actively pursued Abu Dazara, are they included in your Yidachan or no? Tashma. Here's an answer. So as the Mishnah talks about Nashimuktanim. And uh, the Mishnah says that if women or me- uh, women or children led the city to serve idols, it's not considered irani dafa because it says anashim. Pasuk says anashim. So the question is, um, if women, so and then we say that that city is not up, upturned, is not is not uh, destroyed. So why would that city not be destroyed? If if the women, so we, the women and the children's <clears throat> act are not considered like uh, real, is, are not considered um, effective to. Like lead, be leading the city. So if the women they're not considered effective at all, so then what are we left with? We're left with the town that themselves are serving idols. And if the law, and so if the law really is that a city that themselves are serving idols, um, it's considered irni uh, dachat. So it should be destroyed. But the mission says it's not destroyed. So again, a city that women and women and children lead to serve idols is not destroyed. So we consider we can extrapolate from here that if women and children. Um, lead it towards that direction. Their their actions aren't considered really anything. So if their actions aren't considered anything, so it's just the people themselves who are doing it themselves. And the people and we learn we learn that and even though they're doing it themselves, it's not it's not destroyed. So um, those who may lay hand, they do it on their own. It must be that their actions aren't considered irani daha. That's that's clear. How's that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking for loopholes. What? They they're looking for loopholes. Either way. Yeah, try to find, try to not yeah, include like things. Find the definition. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean? They're trying to confine the definition. So, like, yeah, women and children are leading them. It doesn't count. Yeah, and they're doing it themselves. Doesn't count. Yeah, two tribes yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the end of the day, there is no evenidacha. Yeah, that's what you we mentioned before. I looked that up actually. I, just, I remember we did have that. It's an Ayn Aleph seventy one. It says you know evenidacha. It's actually a Tosefta. Interesting. If, yeah, I don't know. And we asked why are we learning this rhetorically? Because if there ever was, yeah, right, that was a question we asked. Yesterday. Well, there are two opinions. I don't think that's the only opinion. There's another opinion, right? There was another there was statement the there that I was there, right? Yeah, I think right. that's regard. Yes, I don't. And right. Ben Serrera Morag. Rabbi Yonatan, I think, something. exists. I saw one. I yeah. sat on his grave. Yeah. I don't know if it says that with regards to Irn Daha. Yeah, also, I think, I think so. yeah, but okay. uh, I think I shared last time there was I heard a really good dvar that I thought was really good. The word was presented by actually, and I remember his name, Rabbi Schiff from Pittsburgh. At least from him is who I heard from, and he talked about these things that that never were. Never happened. So why do we bother with it? And he said these are red flags 
It's telling you this is when your society is breaking down. That's why it's never Hayat. Cause it, it's we it's never Hayat, but you start seeing signs of children mm. rebelling against their parents in that way. You see people start okay. working idols in that way. Your society is on the verge of collapse. You better do something about it. See, nice. So here's here's actually another another um, another kind of loophole or another um, uh, condition for it to be. Um, so those in the town, so the answer is really, yeah, the answer is those who go after their, themselves um, after Irni Dachat could possibly, I guess this is the those who go after themselves could possibly be considered irni dachat. Those who go after women and children, um, their intentions, the wrong intention. So that's why it wasn't. Uh, that's why it wasn't destroyed. So I don't know. I'm thinking the maskana here is that um, really, if you do go after mehalehen, it would be irni dachat. Apparently, Yeah, that's interesting. So okay. So the question was. Um, we have these people who are led by women and children, and uh, they the women and children their their leadership towards Avodah is not considered effective in, in this context. So we have just people doing Avodah a whole town doing half at least half the town of doing Avodah on their own. So we say that um, nevertheless they're not they're not they're not it's not to sure it's not considered nidaha. So the answer is no. Really, it should be considered nidaha. Why in this case with women women and children leading them, it's not considered nidaha because they were following the women and the children. But if they were going on their own, this whole town. And they were doing it um, with the intention to serve idols. It probably would be considered irni dachat. That's interesting. I didn't know that, that was like the maskana. Okay. Um, that's Rashi says. Rashi says, "Batar mas nafshal gride masem masev adukim biyoteru ilv matzmam hem nidachin v'din hu shiase irni dachat." Manachtu chu batar nashim k'tanim gride she'ein adukim v'kach. So if their people are doing on from from their own as a whole town, it would be considered as long as their intentions are in the right place. If their intentions are in the right place. They're following just doing it for women, following, following women or children who are kind of leading them that direction. Um, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be relevant. Okay, Achu Dachruba. So you need it to be um, you need the majority of it to uh, majority of the people in the town have to uh, have to be serving idols. If it's not the majority, so uh, it's not it's not considered irni dachat. So the question is, what happens in the meanwhile? Like, how do you get to this majority? So, so in the meanwhile, you're, you have, in, in, until you get to the, the, the level of majority, you have individuals serving idols in the town. Let's say the majority of so the town is 200,000 men, right? So you want to get to 100,000 um, oh, and, and one men in order for it to be any dacha. In the meanwhile, what's happening? So you have one person, two person, three pe- people. So in the meanwhile, they're being, what's their judgment? Should we wait with all of them until we get to this number of 101 and then, then judge everybody, not for Shreifa, not, not, for the indiv- not as an individual, but, but to be uh, stoned as a general group? Or, sh- or what do we do in the meanwhile? Or do we actually uh, imply normal judgment for individuals one after another and we burn them all until we get to 100, 100,001? At that point, then we, then we deal with every, the whole town um, as irani dachat. So how do you do it? That's kind of like the question, the interim period, in, until you get to that rove. That's going to be discussing it. Achi dachruba hechelinan amar Yehuda danin vechovshin danin vechovshin. So he says, Rabbi Yehuda says, well we uh, we judge them and then we jail them. We judge them, we jail them. So we, we basically um, we judge them and we jail them and we wait till we get to that into that number. 
In the meanwhile, um, these people, their, their judgment isn't, um, not, they're not going to be able to see their judgment come into play. They're just kind of, so, we're, we're, I guess, would, I guess if wait, you... Wait, 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 why wouldn't you carry out the sentence? Because I, I guess if you see, I guess if there's like a huge movement in the town, and you, you know, you guess you sense, I don't, I don't think it would be like every individual case. I think it's like if you see a huge movement in the town, you see it's going that direction, maybe that's kind of like the case, where you see a, like a huge movement in the town towards Avodazara, and you want to wait, I guess, to, because you see this is the beginning, this is the beginning of uh, Irani Dachat. I guess you sense that it's the beginning of Irani Dachat, so you want to see if it'll get to, um, to that, that, that level of over the majority, over the majority, and it's still kind of weird, though, right? Why wouldn't you just deal with each one as they come along? Mm-hmm. What would be what would be your safar? Why would you want? Maybe you want to be more, Lean? maybe you want to be more Actually, lenient with no, them, so they're they're killed with a different death. I think Rashi answers it. Yeah. As you can see, the nimdos of the chavshim. Chavshim. betu gimel hem of dimo dazra leis aklu atan aminichin kol achrim lisko. So he says that's what you do, which seems odd. Because well, that's the first opinion. That's one opinion. Yeah. There's going to be another opinion. Um, it, se- it still seems like, what, what, what would your advantage in doing that be? Um, I don't know. It's almost, like, it's almost like you're setting up the city to... To, to become an Yil Nidachat, whereas if you actually judged each one, carried out the sentence, maybe you'd, maybe you'd stop the, the movement, right? But you're mm-hmm. saying you incarcerate the people who are worshipping about the Zara. So wouldn't that set them apart from the others? Maybe. Well, you judge them. You say, you do judge them. You say, <coughs> your, your judgment is to skila. You're supposed to be, be stoned right now. You're, you're, you're supposed to be stoned right now, but we're holding you. Uh, but if you don't, but you don't know that this is becoming in your nidachat. I mean, if you if if the judgment in general is to stone someone who's be, who's idol worshiping, you, you a trend. I guess if you see a trend, the numbers are getting big, but I think they're that's not quite it. there. I'm just quite curious why and that trend sh- is. I'm sure I'm curious why that trend is important enough to to withhold them from the justice they're supposed to get right now. But actually, we have to we have to move a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. It's forbidden to uh, to. Uh, w- to um, delay the judgment of anybody. So, mm-hmm. So, one after another, you, uh, you, you stone them. Uh, one after another. Itmar, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Danim v'soklin, Danim v'soklin, Reishlaki Shamar, Marbin lehen batei dinin. So, Reishlaki, so Rabbi Yochanan says, yes, each one you judge one at a time. And, and, and one after another. And Reishlaki just says, you 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 establish many batedinim, and through doing you establish many batedinim. Rashi says, "Lami shim de'ain danim bet biyamachad." You can't you can't judge everybody on one day, but he wants to judge everybody as irni dacha. But you do, you do them all on the same day. You just get a lot of batedinim. So we don't we don't wait one after another. We try to do as many as we can on one day, and through doing that, hopefully slowly slowly you'll get to that judgment. Of irani dachat, and by by multiplying the batei dinim, let's say you have like um, let's say you have like three hundred and three hundred people, three hundred men in the ear. So you establish a lot of batei dinim at one time, and you judge them all in the same time. So you could judge them as irani dachat at one shot, instead of having to wait, um, having to do each one after another, and you're delaying their din. So you have to give them the original judgment. So, so there's no delay on the group. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's his like. Because they're solution. judged as a group. Exactly, right. it is the group because they're all yeah. judged at the same time. 
Um, I guess that yeah. would get complicated yeah. though when you have a huge town, right? I don't know how many batidim can you. But I guess if you just get three rabbis together, you have. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You need dachi. You need seventy. You need dachi. You need seventy-one. So that's kind of complicated. That's what they're going to say actually right now. Check this out. They're going to say. Um, so that's actually what they're going to say exactly right now. So you 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 uh, you can judge individuals in your in your local courts, but you can't judge the whole town in your local courts. You have to bring your your your. Um, if it's a whole town that's being judged, for, like Irni Dach has to go to the, the Sanhedrin, which is 71, 71 judges. And that actually appears in the first Mishnah in the whole, in the whole Masechta. So um, they're asking, so how can you do this solution with you have multiple Batei Dinim if, uh, if, if their judgment isn't effective? You have to have everyone come to a, a, more, a larger Sanhedrin. So that's what they say, is the answer. Elamar bin lahen Batei Dinim, me'anim b'dinehen, so basically, Rish Lakish says it goes like this: You have you set up multiple batedin in an area, and then all those batedin they they establish they they look in the they judge the situation and they see all these people we already got to majority um, they're they're all culpable for for this sin a similar sin, but then they can't in the end establish the loss whether they send the judgment over to the, the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin passes the final judgment that this is the irony dacha. That's how they. That's how that happens. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. That's kind of. So let's go repeat the machloket. Uh, you have Rabbi Yochanan says You judge each one one after another, and Reish Lakish says you establish batei many batei so you can. Um, so you so you can give them the final judgment even right now. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan says you give them their their individual judgments until you get to that level of. Um, the rove, and then you give them their judgment of Irani Dachat. Okay. Okay. So here we're going to have a little, this is going to be like an easier one, okay? Um, this is So we're going to have a discussion as who, someone is in the town, we talked about someone is in the town, people who are in the town, they're, they're considered as part of Irani Dachat. Let's say somebody is passing through. Uh, who's this there for. Um, Someone is passing through is the, on a, a donk is a merchant and they're there for less than thirty days. They're not considered part of the Irnidaka. But if they're there for more than thirty days, they're considered as part of the town. So that's like this that's that's what we're considered as part with you're considered part of Irnidaka. And the question is, let's say someone is there, um, there's another source that says somebody who's in a town for tw- for twelve months, they're considered Bnayatir. They're considered as as members, citizens of the town. So they're going to ask a question, well, what, what is it? Uh, we, on one hand, you said 30 days is enough for Inidacha, but in another context, in terms of like taxes and whatnot, um, somebody is considered citizen, a citizen of the town after 12 months. So which one is it? They're going to, so they're going to make a distinction between Inidacha and other things. That's kind of what we're going to talk about here. Um, Someone who, um, yeah, someone who, uh, someone who is in the town uh, for thirty days. Someone is passing through a merchant, but they were there for thirty days. They're 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 considered part of Yudachat. They're besaif. They have their uh, by the sword, and their their money is is gone because the their if you're in Yudachat, your money is destroyed. Um, so if less than this, then their punishment is uh, just just an. Uh, 
their punishment is just like a normal Oved Avodah an individual, not part of the Nedachat. So their, their punishment is Skila, and, um, and their, their money is, they can be Yoresh to somebody else. They're not considered <coughs> Nedachat. Um, so, they, so they're going to ask Rinihu, this is also another, uh, another key word for a uh, Tanitic uh, uh, contradiction. Rinihu. How long do you have to be in town to be considered a citizen of the town? You bet chodesh. So how do you reconcile this? On one hand, after thirty days you're considered part of Irni Dacha. On the other hand, you have another source that says only after twelve months you're considered a citizen of the town. So one is that uh, um, so after after twelve months you're considered um, a citizen of Bnei Mata. But after 30 days, you're considered as someone who's an inhabitant. And all you need is an inhabitant in terms of Irni Dacha to be considered uh, part of the Irni Dacha. You don't have to be a full citizen. So that's kind of the result. That's the difference uh, between a resident and a citizen. So the, the after 30 days, you're, you're a resident. resident. You're in, yeah. After 12 months, you're a citizen. Yeah, and all you need is a resident for Irni Dacha. Yeah. Uh, time, so, yeah, I wonder if I go back to what you were saying, Ed, about um, like how much you can be influenced by being around evil people. Like you don't have to necessarily live there to be thirty days is enough for you to for them to wear off on you to some extent. Maybe. Um here they're gonna like bring us support for this, okay? From a from a tenetic source. So they're making a distinction in this Mishnah, in this, in this Brita, about somebody who is Bnei'ir and Yoshve'ir, meaning a, a citizen and a resident. So if you say, I'm not, I, I, I made a netter to never have benefit from somebody who is a citizen of the town, so what's the din? That you can't, then you can't have benefit from them for, <coughs> that, you can have benefit from somebody who's been there for 12 months. Somebody has been there 12 months, you can't have benefit. And then less than that, you can't have benefit. But if you said, they made a, a netter that I'm not going to have benefit from somebody who is a resident, who is there, uh, like an inhabitant of the town, so if they're 30 days, you can't have, if they're over 30 days, you can't have benefit. If less, then you can. So again, so that's the distinction. Um, so that's again, trying to define, um, trying to find this irni dachat, and to find, so if it's, it's less than 30 days, it's not a problem. More than 30 days, it is a problem. Um, so here we're going to go a little bit about uh, discussion I mentioned before is uh, um, somebody has like a uh, someone has they live in the Irni Dachat they live in um, I don't know let's say uh, uh, Steve, um, not Stevens <laughs> live in some town Tel uh, Tel Shomer I don't know Tel Aviv I don't know God forbid um, and uh, and but they have property in in Hebron in Haifa. Yeah, they, they, they have, or they, 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 they loaned out some property to somebody. It's still considered theirs, but they, they have a friend in Haifa that say, can you hold on to my motorcycle for me? So they're in Yerni Dachat. So, so is that property that's theirs, that's in Haifa, is that considered, is that worthy of being destroyed as part of Yerni Dachat? That's going to be the question. So they're going to make a distinction that Sadiq and Arasha. So maybe there's something to think about with that. Um, yeah. Uh, so it says here, Achremot have a question about Tanaram. So you uh, the the tzadikim if they have nechasim if they have that tzadik is in Tel Aviv and that God forbid that that area is being destroyed as an erni dachat if if the tzadik has a motorcycle in Haifa that, and they're loaning it to their friend that motorcycle is not going to get destroyed it says hachrem ota ve'kolasher ve'kolasherba ota dafkan. The, the the one um, this one 
but not property that's in another area. Um, that's with regards to tzaddik. So, but if the motorcycle is in Tel Aviv, or the tzaddik, the tzaddik's motorcycle is in Tel Aviv, so even though he's a tzaddik, it still gets destroyed. So yeah. it only gets you so far. Only gets you so far, yeah. Tzadiku gets you so far. Right, right. Yeah. Meaning, because if you're part of that, that location, that doesn't, you're, maybe it goes back to this idea we're talking about, you're still kind of affected to some extent. If you're, if you're... Yeah, and, you'd know what's going on where you live, but you wouldn't necessarily know mm-hmm. where your other, you know, where your property, where some of your property is. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you wouldn't be held necessarily accountable for yeah. something, even though... Yeah. I was, like, trying to go, like, another layer where it was just, say, like, uh, in, like... In Hasidut, there's always texts that say your property is like an extension of you, of who you are. They talk about like you know um, if your ox like injures somebody, why, why are you like why, why is the is the ox, is the, the ox injures somebody, you're also liable because it's considered like an extension of who you are. So um, if your property is in Haifa, if you're a tzaddik, um, you, you might be affected because you're amongst the Rishayim, but you're, but you, maybe your property in another place might not be spiritually affected by these Rishayim because you have enough protection. But a tzaddik who's with Rishayim, uh, no matter what, they're going to be affected some, to some extent. So therefore, their property gets destroyed. That's like one way to understand that. Mm. Um, we're going to see the Russia, though. The Russia, their property for sure gets destroyed that's within another area of And if they have property outside, it's still considered that that gets destroyed too. Because because uh, they don't have that tzadikut that might be like uh, saving that property, or giving it some sort of like shem of of worthiness. It's all that could be like one way to understand that. Um, so here's So we learned it says shlala and the pasuk says shlala, and not not the not the not the uh, bounty of shemaim. Um, and not things from Shemaim, those aren't destroyed. Even the Nechasim Rashaim that are outside of the city, they're also destroyed. So, so, Ken, so why, so I explained it one way. Why do, we, why do, the, why do the Nechasim of the Tzadikim get destroyed? And they're still there. I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. They're part of the they're part of this town. They're, they did the right thing. Why does their property still get destroyed? So they're going to explain this. Rabbi Shimon's going to say, So saying, why did the tzadikim live amongst the Rishayim? Must be because uh, there's good uh, there's good property there. Um, there's good there's it's good. There couldn't be any other reason why a tzaddik would live among Russia. Why, why is it tzaddik in this town? Let's, let's, let's say it's... Uh, yeah, Parnassus. Let's say t- we're using Tel Aviv. About, this is an example. So let's say the whole town is, is like an evil town. So why, why would the tzaddik be living in that town? So they say he must be living there because uh, there's good, there's good Parnassus there, some sort of good property, and that's what's leading the tzaddik there. So if that's what led you there, then that's what's going to be destroyed. <laughs> that's what they said. So it couldn't be that a tzaddik is there for Kiruv. I was about to say Apparently, that. No. I was about to say it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. There's a cool Rashi here um, that says, at the top of the left side, it's two lines down, and Rabbi Shimon gave the reason, right? Why, the Torah just says that the, the property gets destroyed. Rabbi Shimon says, how do we know that? So Rashi says, So Rabbi Shimon has this uh, general uh, orientation to be darshan, to, to learn out the, the reasons for the, the psukim. So this is like another uh, manifestation of that. So, uh, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Amar marve koshlat tikbots. 
Um, I just want to see it. I'm reading that. Yeah, but the pasuk says, "It's a tikbot. You should you should gather all the shalal into the the, the rechova into the rechov of the town." Um, <coughs> oh, sorry. So again, we're saying another thing. The all of the shalal you should you should you should gather. Even the nechasim of Rashaim that, that are outside of the town, meaning uh, uh, Rasha has uh, like a motorcycle or a car and loaning it to somebody in Haifa, that also gets destroyed. So uh, Rav Chista qualifies that. Rav Chista says um, that's if you can gather it into the town, because the pasuk says tikbots the tocha. So if it's if you're able to gather the property, so let's say it's in a lot, and it's a time where you don't have uh, you know you don't have uh, this kind of good transportation that you have. So anything you can't get to the town in one day, then it's not destroyed. And clearly dwellings wouldn't count. You have a rental. You have an apartment. Yeah. That's not getting... Yeah, because you couldn't gather can't, it in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like only movable, right? Yeah. Portable, as we say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my sense is that it's a little... It's all, from what I read, it seems like it's property that you loan to somebody else. I don't know if it's property... Like, say you own a house in Haifa or you own a house in Eilat. I don't know if that would even be part of the discussion. I think it's more property that you loan that's kind of, like, still connected to you to some extent. It's still part of who you are in this area, but you kind of loaned it to somebody else. So. But again, that, that would mainly include property that can be loaned. Yeah, exactly. And can be moved yeah. out of the town yeah, yeah. or back into the city. And they, they can right. get back to the town in a day. Right. We, don't, we don't go overboard and say, you know, let's wait to... Maybe it's because you don't want to... You know, you don't wanna, you want to make delay delay the judgment. You want to have it happen as quickly as possible. Marav Chista piktonot shan she irani dachat mutarin. So Marav um, Chista said the uh, the piktonot um, the collaterals of anshe irani dachat are mutarin are permitted. So that's a, that's like a general statement. So I'm going to try to understand what he's saying. Um, I'm going to see how they translate that. Right, because if the, I took a loan, I gave you collateral, now all my property is going to be destroyed. Depo- I won't be able to deposits. Pick down those deposits. Mashkon is collateral, right? Yeah, even Mashkon is collateral. Exactly. That's what I was wondering. But, um, I think it's deposits, like you, you, you deposit something with somebody else. Um, like you, you loaned it to them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're mutarin. So we're going to try to understand, like what what, what is he saying by that? Piktonot shall mutarin. So if you if you you same 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 case, you have a friend Johnny in Haifa. You give them uh, piece of your property, uh, your motorcycle. You loan it to them, um, and it's permitted. So echidami ilema So if what what case are you talking about? He just says yeah, So it's not clear what he's talking. He might be talking about somebody from Haifa who gave you uh, your, their motorcycle to loan to you in the, in Tel Aviv the Irani Dachat. So in that case, that's clear that wouldn't be a problem because that's not your property at all. So they're saying they're trying to understand what he's saying. That can't be the case. What was I going to say? They gave it to Tel Aviv. It's simple that it's permitted. It's not. It's not the, the shalal of that of the town of Tel Aviv. Um, so if it's Tel Aviv's property and it went to another town, so it goes back to what we said. 
If you can gather it in one day, so why would he permit it? Well, you could say it's, 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 a, it's a tzaddik's property. But we're not saying that. Apparently, it's of a rasha. Um, you can't get it, get it back there. If you can't get it, if it's in a lot, for instance, you can't get it in a day. So it's it's permitted. It's clearly it's not it's permitted. It's not it's not an issue. So what what's the case we're talking about? Well, I'm the iracheret. The makpi the mefakti betocha. Bachim askina could go into kabe aleacharut. So so someone from Haifa, Johnny from Haifa, said, "I want to loan you my uh, to an evil person in Tel Aviv." I feel bad like uh, knocking Tel Aviv, but uh, I, was, uh, I don't know. It Ni- works. Ni- it Ni- Las Vegas. Ninve or something. No, let's make it Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. So, good. Okay. So. So what other boarding town is not a sinful one in that area? No. Um, uh, <laughs> so let's say uh, you have someone from, someone from L.A. is the holy town. It's a bad commentary in society. You have someone from, the, uh, from Salt Lake City. Hey, so you have some sort of good town in that. Let's say Los Angeles is the city of angels, okay? Yeah, the city of angels. And, uh, oh, actually, so... City of Angels wants to is loaning something to somebody in in Las Vegas, okay, um, and and so so again, so why would that be a problem? It shouldn't be a problem. They're saying that's the case though. It's going from a good town to to Las Vegas. So what's the problem? Um, so someone in, in in Los Angeles, let's say we'll call it Los Angeles. So they accepted Ahayu. They accept the responsibility over the property. And once you accept responsibility over the property. Um, so once you say the responsibility of the property, you might have thought that just accepting responsibility when you're in an evil town is enough to make it thought of as being yours, mm-hmm. for it to be destroyed. And they're going to say, in Los Angeles, it's like it's, like it's yours. They say, that's what Rav Chiza came to teach us. So if we go back to Rav Chiza's statement, right? Amar Rav Chiza, uh, it's like, you know, if we go back like seven lines, Amar Rav Chiza, What's he trying to teach us? He's trying to teach us a specific case. People in LA, they get pri- someone from uh, uh, Las Vegas. I'm loaning you uh, uh, my poker table, okay? I'm loaning you my poker table. Um, so it goes to somebody in LA who's a you know a pure Iranian Jew in LA, is doing the right thing. Give him the poker table, and he's holding it, and he's saying, um, uh, "You might have thought that. Well, well uh, you might have thought that. Oh, sorry, sorry, I did, no, no, that, I did the wrong way. Sorry. No, no, someone in LA lets someone in Las Vegas. Someone in LA lets somebody in Las Vegas. Okay." So you might have thought that um, someone, someone in L.A., once they, once they say, I'm going to accept Akharim's responsibility over what you loan me from L.A., and I, while I'm living in Las Vegas, it would make enough to be considered part of, part of this Las Vegas reality. And they're coming to say that even if you accept the responsibility over some property or something from the outside, even though you did that, it's not enough for it to be considered part of the Ernie Dachai. So, so, it's like another qualification to make it harder to be, suddenly become Ernie Dachai. But, but, it's, but it's a little bit... You could have said that maybe that's, that was obvious because unless you took ownership, right? I mean... Why would you think that a pidion, a pidionot? Why would Pidana. you think pidion is picadon? Picadon. Picadon. That's yeah. not pidion. Uh, why would you think that a, that, a, that is in any way like ownership? Like yeah, I mean there are because you, mean, you, you know when you shomer, there's different types of shomer sachar shomer. There's you can sometimes if you're holding onto property, you're, you're liable for damages for it. Right, right. So there is a certain element of ownership. So there. he's making it clear. Yeah, that it has to be full ownership. It's got to be full. Ownership. It has to be full ownership. Has to be all men. It has to be the majority. All these conditions and qualifications. Yeah. So the point is the stringency is very high for something to be associated exactly. with. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. yeah. That's what Rav Chizda is trying to teach us. Yeah. Rav mm-hmm. um, Chizda. So. 
So Rafkisa, we're talking about Rafkisa. Now we're going to have two two questions about like so. We're trying to understand what property is included in this. So we talked about um, right before, and we talked about from the outside in. You know, property from the outside. Now, what about property that's owned partially from Beirni Dachan and partially outside of Beirni Dachan? So it says Behema uh, an animal whose uh, part of it is owned by Yerni Dachat and part of it is owned by another town, it's forbidden. So here's the, here's the this is a, uh, this is just a statement here by Chista, an animal, a, uh, a behemah, that is part Yerni Dachat, part not, it's going to be forbidden, but, but, but Isa, doe, if it's part of the Yeridachan, part of uh, Yerachet, it's permitted. So the question is, what's the distinction between the doe and the, uh, and the animal? So um, I'll just like, say it outside here, and then we can go. Um, so uh, with regards to doe, you can always separate it. You can separate it and split it up in, in half. But with regards to, um, with regards to a behemah, it's more difficult to separate it. Because in order to... Because you have, you have to shecht it. Right, right. But, but, and once you shecht it, then it's permitted for you to eat it. But the problem is, it, Rashi says... You, you can't shecht an animal that's already considered as if it's like worthy of the death penalty. It's, it's not considered... Death yeah. Yeah. It's part, Sorry, part yeah. death, part, part alive. So you can't... It's not considered shechita. Shechita is... Uh, the category of shechita is only relevant when it's... <coughs> when you're shochet something that's alive. But here you're shochet something that's dead. You can never separate it. So if you can never separate it, then it's... Then it's yeah. yeah. That's kind of like... Interesting. That's an interesting Rashi, yeah. Um, that's if you're Rashi, command uh, pligay. Actually, it's, it makes sense, right? It's the same thing that if you check an animal that's going to die, after you shecht it, you look at it and you say it's, it would have died, yeah. and it's, it's taref, right? So it's the same thing. This thing we know is about to die. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's because when you cut it in half, you're not checking it, you're killing it. Because that's, that's not considered shechita. So, okay. <clears throat> Um, that's what we're going to say here. Isa so um, it says, uh, what about um, this behema? It can't be, um, it can't be sh- shechted for the sake of splitting it up. But what about, um, so can you, can you shecht this animal and while you're shechting it, you'll you'll remove it from the category of nevela. So let me just see what this. Uh, let me just remind myself what you're saying here. Let me just. Let's see what this is. Let me just see what this is. Let me just see what this So, I think we're talking about now. This is a be, this is we're talking about okay, bema irni dachat. Okay, we're talking about a behema of an irni dachat. So, you if you shochet the behema, 
can you um, can you remove it from the category of nevelah? So the answer is the fichereiv amarachman. Here are the two sides to it. The the Torah says the fichereiv. You uh, you have to kill it with a with a sword. Amarachman loshna shachta mishcha loshna katla miktal odim akivanda shachta mahanya la shchita. So the if you're already you're doing you're doing shchita. Uh, I'm having trouble with this. Um, I had this in my head before. I'm reading Rashi here. Transmitting tuma. Okay. The animals in the city are killed but not ritually slaughtered. They are impure with the impurity of a. Ah, okay. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, so, so if you you kill you kill the animal in the in in the city, they need to be killed, right? You Mm -hmm. killed it through shchita. You killed it through shchita, so you did what you had to do. But now, is it in the category of? Is the so what is it? Is is it as if is did the shchita count or not? Right. If the shchita counted. So then it's not, it doesn't transmit too much of a novella. Mm-hmm. If the shechita didn't count, it was considered cherev, and that, that was like the, the way you killed it. And, it, and So then it's not considered, uh, and then it is considered novella, and it can transmit too much. It can transmit too much, yeah. Right. Because if it's, if it's novella, then, then you can't split it up, because there's nothing to split. If it's novella, you can't split not it. Not even its monetary value, you can't get it. Not even one that's split. This is just like. Uh, an animal that's part of a nidacha and you shecht it with the sword is that cons- and you like you shecht it like a kosher shrita 
is that animal Nivela or is it like is is that animal too much Nivela or not? Right. Yeah. That's the question. All right, and let's let's try to get a little bit more. Take but I think it comes back. I think it comes back to what I said: is an animal that's marked for death because of ilni dachat equivalent to a nevela? Is an animal that's marked for death? But it's not so clear cut. Because if it already is like a nevela, then it doesn't matter. It's like if I take a dead carcass and 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 then cut its throat, it's irrelevant, it, it, right? It's it's it's, yeah. it's dead. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yeah. clearly in that category. Yeah. But if I take an animal that, for all intents and purposes, is alive, and it's got no issues with teifa, uh-huh. and I shecht it, mm-hmm. have I somehow mm-hmm. was it nevel mm-hmm. nevelah? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it ends up in a that ends up in a takeo actually. Uh, so it's a question. Let's just do a little bit more here. Se'ar. Uh, so the se'ar nashim said kaniot. So what about the hair? What about hair of women or hair of men? Whatever hair in general. Um, I don't think it's not dafka nashim said kaniot. I don't know why there. I don't know. Okay. Well, if it's a hair of a, I don't know. So the question is, is hair? Is hair considered? Uh, is hair considered property or is it considered part of the body? Mahu, so mahu. Question with regards to hair. Amarava, hadir shayot asur, tikpots v'sraf tektiv. Mishino mechusar ela kvitzav. Mishino mechusar ela kvitzav v'seifa. Yetsazish mechusar tsisa kvitzav v'seifa. So um, it says only those that um, you need to do two things in order for them to ha- to uh, be burnt. Those are what's forbidden. So, like property that if you have property in the town, like a, like a car or whatever, that you just have to collect it and burn it. That's what's permitted. But mishe no mechusar elakvitsa sreifa. That's just that's what's that that's what's burnt. Yetsaze. This is the hair though. Is mechusar tlisha ukvitsa sreifa. So you have to do three three steps. You don't just have to collect it and burn it. You have to pull it out, collect it and burn it. And so, because that's the case, um, that's not considered. Hair is not considered. Uh, part of uh, property that's destroyed in Irni Dachat. Um, so, I don't know, or you could just say, like, that's that's connected to the body, right? I don't know, it seems like that's an easier easier way to go with that. I guess if the hair is off the, off the body, it's cut, and you have it, as we're going to say right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have hair that's, I guess, not even in, in, a, in a wig form, it's just like laying on your dresser, you're, you're going to sell it to somebody else. That's considered property, and that will get, get killed. And that's what they're going to say right here. So what about a, uh, uh, a wig of, of uh, a non-Jewish person's hair? Uh, so if it's connected to your body, if it's on your body, if you're wearing the wig, some people say if it's like glued onto you, I don't know. If you're wearing the wig, it's considered part of your body. So in that case, it wouldn't get burned. It's not considered property. Lo, uh, It's on a peg. Yeah, you have you have your house. You have the little peg, and you have the uh, the wig on top of the peg. Is it considered like the property of the tzadikim? Um, and it and it's and it's and it's and it's destroyed. Or diema kivanda aile benaf kilevusha dami kilevusha dami. So so this 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 so they have a question here. You have this wig, and uh, on one hand, a lot of times it's just, it's sitting on the peg in your house. And so the question is, what's is it the fact that the wig is currently not on me? Would that make it like my property? Or would I go by its function? Its function is to serve me, and I and the woman wears it in and out of the house. 
if that's its function, maybe it's considered a piece of clothing, and therefore we consider it wouldn't be destroyed. They leave that up. It's also a takeo. Also leave that up, uh, up as a question. Um, so we, we learned this piece already here. Um, if there's no if there's no no street no road in the town, so it's not any dachat. It has to have you have to be able to collect all the property into the street into the roads. That's another like qualification for any dachat. Rabbi Akiva Mer ain la rachov osin la rachov. If it doesn't have a, a road, you, you you create a road and then you can turn it to irni dachat. So the pasuk says it has a road. It has to be a road from the from its variant uh, from before it became irni dachat. Be a road. Any as long as it has a road, you can even create a road to make it irni dachat. Let's see if there's a. Oh, we're gonna have to kind of like run tomorrow because it's kind of late. But I just, I'll just show you. This is a. Uh, yeah, this is this brighter. I'll just read the bright and then we'll be done. This is the bright that we're going to be dealing with tomorrow. Turn around. Hayuba Kodashim Kachemi's Bech Yamutu. Kodashim. So we're not going to read Kodashim. Kodashim. We're going to read Kodashim Kachemi's Bech Yamutu. Kodashim Bech Yamutu. Kodashim Bech Yamutu. Trumot Yerkavu Maser Sheni Vikivea Kodash Yiganazu. Yiganzu. Yiganazu. I don't know. Rashi Nomer. Bem Tav. Lo Bem Mapechor. Maser. Shalah. So we're going to be dealing with this bright. That's going to be like the whole next daf, next amud tomorrow. I'm trying to understand it. So, all right, shukar.